Welcome to Secret Lives of Expanders. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things outside the box. The idea is to introduce you to entrepreneurs, creators, and healers who have done wild things. This episode was with somebody that I absolutely adore. He is an actor, he's an acting coach, and and he turned everything that he had learned in acting into becoming a corporate founder, entrepreneur, trainer with tons of really amazing, interesting tools in his toolbox, as you can imagine. I had actually heard something about when people integrate two completely different fields, that's when magic happens. And that's exactly what he has done. He uses acting tools and techniques and other things like even Legos and play to teach people how to feel, connect, lead, and even get creative. This was really fascinating conversation. He is opening up space to work with more entrepreneurs and founders. And uh, trust me, I'll be the first on his list because I want to get outside of my comfort zone on stage and even expanding my spectrum of emotions. If you're in Elevate Club, we talk about this all the time. This conversation will definitely resonate. One of the things that we touched on uh, was this whole thing about the ability to feel. And I think this is such a lost art. If you can't feel the depth of sadness and grief, you can't have the capacity for the depth of love and joy. And we also talk a lot inside of Elevate Community about getting in touch with that depth of all of those emotions so that you can manifest and bring your dream life, your dream partner, your dream business into reality. There are certainly blockages there for most people, and that's an area that we touch on in this conversation and we dive deeper even inside of Elevate Community. And if you're not in there, check out our club and our community. The link is in here somewhere, I'm sure, but you can go to www.elevate.me, E-L-I-V-A-T-E. And uh, I also, as always, love connecting with you. So feel free to chat to me on social media. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Secret Lives of Expanders. And I have one of my newest, bestest expanders that I have recently met and uh, instantaneously had a connection with and here we are just a few months later and uh you all get to know him um we're gonna i don't know where this conversation is gonna go but i have a feeling we're gonna talk legos we're gonna talk what that has to do with entrepreneurship or business or team building i have a feeling we're also gonna touch on some of your of uh simona's journey so I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for giving me this time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Amazing. Okay. So first things first, you're Italian. You live in London. You um, are, are an actor, but no longer acting. You teach entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs on how to up-level their game. And then everything in between. Oh, I love this summary. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do justice. 
It does not mm -hmm. do justice, but let's go back. Tell me about, let's start way back. Um, tell me a bit about how your career started in acting. And I know you were teaching actors as well. So let's start there. Yes, I have been always passionate about the performing world ever since I was really a child. I remember with my grandmother, with my grandparents, I was always passionate about going to the theater and not only uh, passionate about plays and musicals and everything, but also what was happening backstage. You know, I remember that at the end of every show, I wanted to wait for each and every actor to come out and talk to them. So I was really passionate to understand how they can create a show, a play, what were the dynamics, the creation of a character. So, and this was really when I was six, seven already, uh, I must say. I remember that when I was in the primary school, I was entertaining the other children with performing things and, and, and everything, puppets for instance. So then I I decided, of course, to qualify as a professional actor in, in Rome. I did the Conservatorio Teatrale in Rome, three years, three years degree. And, uh, and I started my career mostly um, about theater, of course. Then I started also teaching drama, teaching drama to children to start with, and then to uh, adults, to amateur and to professional actors as well. So I was teaching from in the morning, in the evening, really crazy hours. And they also happen to have professionals like entrepreneurs, like lawyer, like uh, um, teacher, that they really wanted to become better in the way they communicate with people and understanding more emotions, people's emotions. Uh, and I was helping them. At that time, I was not even thinking about becoming a coach or, uh, or working in the corporate world or, or everything that is happening nowadays. But that was, I don't know, was kind of a seed inside me of um, trying to understand where people were and, and how they can get better, how they can get happier in their professional lives using tools coming from the performing world. And this was all in Italy, of course, in Roma, as you know, we met there as well. Uh, and then in 2009, I moved to London and this was a new adventure. <laughs> So uh, was there a moment where you were like, here's the new direction my life is going to take? By the way, I find it so fascinating that there's so many pieces in acting and the acting world, and you would never think that it relates to how an entrepreneur would show up, how a CEO would show up, how a leader would show up to their team, a business owner to their employees. Like, and, and I think, um, yeah, like I, I would never put those two things together. And I think this is where, what I was really fascinated when we had that conversation at Soho House is like, I, I don't know anybody else who's done this, who's like married these two and well, two things that are really well integrated too. So that's just my spiel on it. But what was there a moment where you were like, you like had an aha moment or you were like, this is, I'm in transition into this or this makes sense? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and you're so right. 
At the beginning, it was difficult to understand the link between the two worlds because, of course, there are around role play uh, companies and services. And we know that uh, acting can really support in understanding more dynamics because as, as a, the actor can really impersonate different characters, so different emotions. That's why it can be helpful to everyone to run conversation with actors that they can become different characters and challenge you in different ways. But what happened was that in 2009, when I moved to London, uh, I was chosen to do an important project for an important corporate client as an actor at that time for role play and forum theater activity. And, and, I, and I did it and it was very successful. But ever since I received multiple signs in a way, people were looking for me and asking me to do more projects and to start facilitating also sessions and to start designing projects for clients. So I decided to to, to pause for a moment and try to understand what, what was happening in my life. And I was very happy and, and I could see myself really uh, becoming more and more passionate about using those tools, those techniques in a completely different way, uh, which I was not thinking about before. And, um, and then I qualified as a coach. I started doing more designing about programs, delivering programs, getting in touch with clients from completely different environments. If you think about from fashion to law firm, to banks, to pharmaceutical organizations. So really, and I could see that actually human dynamics were quite similar everywhere. And, and I started really implementing different tools coming from the creative world in order to take people to different places, a bit outside of their comfort zone, but really to help them to understand those dynamics, to become more effective when they were having conversations. And as you mentioned, it could be internal conversations within a team or external with clients. So it's really 360 degrees. So this is this is the magic, actually. That actually I mean, that makes sense when you think about it. It's like, but, you, but I would never, because I'm not in the acting world, obviously, so I, I would never imagine the fact that even what you said about emotions, because, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I, I mainly deal with entrepreneurs, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they're, I can't say that they're in touch with their emotions, right? But when you're an actor, or you're role playing, or you're a leader, like you're gonna have to be in touch with your emotions. And I think even from the perspective of the things that I teach and being able to uh, bringing something like a dream that you have into reality, you're going to have to get in touch with your emotions. And I only recognize this in entrepreneurs because I used to be like that. I feel like I still struggle with like, what is it that I'm feeling and how do I express it? And, and sometimes not finding the words for it, but long, you know, conversation to basically say like, to get in touch with your emotions, to understand human dynamic, um, to understand behavior, to also show up, I think, more free when you, you know, I would, I would imagine as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a CEO, um, participating with the people that you work with. Like, what's the most surprising tool that you learned from acting? And like, it would blow my mind to know like, oh, you made this you know, you took this from here and it applied here somehow. You know, I think that the most powerful thing is really to challenge 
participants. And the higher they are in organizations, most of the time, the more difficult it can be. So the, the first thing that I, I, I usually do is forgetting the hierarchical position of my client. Because in order to help the CEO or the CFO or an organization, I really need to talk to the person. I really need to talk to the human being in front of me and making them understand through the use of techniques, creative technique, that they need to get in touch with, first of all, with their emotional side and then to people around them. Mm -hmm. So and, and that is the most challenging thing. You know, most of the time, and I have it here with me, you might see here, this little one here. Yeah. yeah. You remember him? We all remember <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so wait for those uh, listening who can't see what he's holding up. You're holding up a Smurf, and I don't know which Smurf that is, but it's one of the this Smurfs. Is this is Papa Smurf. Is the oh, is the, Smurf, the big dude? Exactly, is the oldest and the leader of of the of, of everyone in the Smurfs okay. world. And I always have it with me when I talk with organizations, when I work with with teams, and you know. It all happened when I was in a toy shop and I was buying something for um, a workshop that I need to do. And I was looking at this and I said, oh, I want to buy it because looking at Papa Smurf, the leader of the community, I thought, wow, we had a beautiful example of leadership mm. when we were children, really. Yeah. And he was a great leader. He was empowering the community. He was listening to, to people around. He was really giving power to them to find solutions. And, and so I, I like to, and when I show this, the first reaction, oh, well, why are you showing us this in this organization? And then they embraced it because they say, wow, we can really see things. And then the second thought about it, I always thought about, yeah, this is great. You're a fantastic example of a leader. But then why it was not a woman, the leader of the Smurfs in the community? Uh, and then there is another uh, kind of discussion around diversity, inclusion, and, and all those aspects. So this, I think, is the most interesting thing when I work, is really taking participants, taking teams, taking individuals, to think in different ways and to see things in different with different perspectives. Mm. So yeah. yes, and so many things in there to unpack. But the very first thing that you said, you were like, "I was at a toy store looking for things for a workshop," which is also very atypical. Let's break that down. <laughs> you go to the toy store to find things for your workshop. And of course, this is where you came. I'm, I'm sure a Papa Smurf is not the first toy that you've picked up for your workshop. I know you do, you, you play with Legos or you have your participants play with Legos and you use uh, things like that. Now, I heard this thing and it may have been on your Instagram, by the way, if anyone's not following uh simone go follow him on instagram um he puts up really great content but there was this study and i'm gonna totally butcher it but it was like 80 percent more likely to learn something if you incorporate play or, or some some version of that i don't know the exact statistics it may have not been from your page but so is that the idea and what are some things that you use i know aside from legos do you use other things like give us a Give us an idea of what happens there with the toys. 
So it really depends. It really depends. I, I think that going to toy shops is really inspirational because you can get many ideas. It's, you know, it's, it's fantastic to read books and I love, I have so many around me about coaching, about leadership, about human skills, and they're all very insightful and useful. And having said that, sometimes I like to deep dive in a toy shop because looking around, you find things that can help really people to work with their creativity and Lego. It is it's a beautiful example. I, I qualified as a facilitator, as a Lego serious play facilitator, and I like the name Lego serious play because it is a play and yet it is a serious in a way because we can apply uh, uh, everything that we do in the corporate world or in our professional lives. So why it is so important? Why the toy shop is important? Because when we hold in our hands, for instance, bricks of Legos, and I recently came back from a workshop I did uh, in Italy, and I could see in participants' eyes that sparkle, that smile and warmth that was coming and only touching the bricks. And I said, wow, it's almost emotional. It's almost an emotional moment. I could see that they were connecting with the something deep inside them on an emotional level. And that will help them unlock so many things during the session. Because when you work with Lego, you work with the use of metaphors, you work with the use of a powerful storytelling. So, and when we were children, we were very good in doing that. But then we have the tendency to forget all those aspects because we think that we need to be serious in our professional lives as entrepreneurs, as professionals, as leaders. And, and yet we, we even forget to smile. I mean, when I have many professionals uh, on one-to-one -one basis to become more impactful in their presentation, whether it's their conferences or meetings with their team or with a client, one of the most important tool that they forget to use is the smile. Mm -hmm. so, and this is so powerful. And when those, this team was playing with those Legos, was holding those bricks in their hand, I could see that smile. Mm. And this is what it can really start. And then they start thinking about a very important topic in different, with, with a different perspective, completely different perspective. And they start building something, sharing stories, using metaphors, and getting together even closer. So this is the magic of the toy shops and, and the Lego, for instance. Uh, that's really cool. There's so many things that come to my mind. One is there's this whole, in this spiritual self-help growth, you know, world, there's this whole concept of like the inner child work, right? Where you meet your inner child and you soothe your inner child and, uh, and all of those things. In some ways, the work that you do with these leaders and entrepreneurs as they sit down with the Legos, you know, maybe it's not, it doesn't fall into that category, but from what I understood, they are playing with the Legos. So it, it takes them into a different, maybe more creative space that their, their brain and their nervous system will take them. And then from that approach, they're able to see things differently and or express more or express differently and things like that. Is that kind of? It's absolutely correct. It is absolutely correct. And you know, in order to do that, you need, of course, to establish a strong psychological safety around. Sure. Because 
you know, when we work with creativity, we, in a way, expose ourselves. So we need to be okay with embracing our vulnerability and uh, get rid of any judgments around, self-judgments and also judgments from others. So what they, what they always do during those sessions, not only Lego, but even when I use tools from the performing world, music world, because I work a lot with the music as well, um, is to really establish a very strong psychological safety around. So that then, only then, participants can really deep dive in this and, and give their best without feeling judged at all. Mm. Okay. And so what would be something that, say someone's listening to this conversation, what would be one thing that they could do on their own to feel more free, more intentional, tap into that creative space, um, you know, or take their creativity or their leadership to the next level? I would say there are many things that you can do on your own. And one of those things is really working on your mindset and working on the way you see things. Um, so instead of following always the, the safe way in bracket, the, 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 the journey that you already know, is like try to look in another direction, trying to find the inspiration in different ways. So you can find a, a powerful message uh, every day, every day in different ways. When you go to the theater to see a play, many times when I go and see a play, I come out and say, oh my, I have such an inspirational thought about it. So instead of being passive, when you when you experience something of the, the creative world, let's say, try to activate your mind and your heart so that you can really get inspiration you can really get thoughts from different in different ways and that yeah. would be the step that we would recommend people to do and i i love that because in a way you're telling people to philosophize the things that they're experiencing with an open heart like i know i Draw, when I'm in the right energetic space, not always, but when I'm in the right energetic space, I can go to Starbucks or I can sit down with my kids while they're playing and watch them and immediately have like a whole series of thought flashes and, and inspirations. And, and then I think to continue that, and if you do have an open heart and you are philosophizing or you're like, like you're saying, take the things that you're seeing in life that's already happening and then make meaning make deeper meaning out of them and then um you know kind of like being in awe of life that's just unfolding in front of you if you have that ability or you could tap into that then many things will unfold after no completely and it takes time it can take time because you need to change something in the way you think and and you be very curious. Sometimes you get an inspiration or an answer just sitting next to someone uh, or walking somewhere in a shop. It happened to me uh, last summer. I was in Sicily in a very small village and I happened to go to in this pastry shop, which was beautiful, old and full of, you know, so many sweets and cakes and everything that was Fantastic. I love food, by the way, and uh, even too much. Uh, 
I saw that lady, she was sitting there and just doing bills and, and things. She was very elderly and I became curious looking at her. So I started to talk to her and then I discovered that she was Maria Grammatico, who is one of the most famous, actually, pastry uh, maker in, in Italy. Wow. Because at that time, she was a, a woman and she was a great entrepreneur. So she 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 was able to open this business that now is sending cakes all around the world. And, and I was talking to her. And then I wrote an article on LinkedIn about this story because I, I was inspired. I said, wow, you, you have so much strength, so much positivity, so much drive to, to achieve what you want to achieve. And, and that really made me think uh, how powerful we are and how really we can, we can get where we want if we really want to. The only thing is really to be able to see the science, to follow the science, and, and to work hard in different ways. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I just want to point out that you must have also been in a space where you could have, you've magnetized that experience to you. Because if you weren't present in that moment when she is sitting there and doing the bills and, or if you didn't take the action to go talk to her, if you're on your phone or you're checking your Instagram or you're, you know, talking to your partner or whatever, then complete miss. There's no, there's no awe in being on Instagram. There is no awe in, in uh, thinking about the future or worrying about the past when you were in that shop in Sicily. No, Completely, completely. You have really to be always curious and always looking around. And, and, and as I said, the creative world is giving us so many things, so many things that we can really take on board and embrace and use them afterwards mm -hmm. in our professional lives. Yeah. So you have such a depth about you. I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell you just the idea of like taking the things that are happening in day to day basis, going into a toy shop and get and making that smurf like anyone would pop, pass by that and not really think twice about it. But obviously with your background and but this, this sense of depth that you have as, as an individual in your heart and your soul. What do you contribute that to? Like before you were six years old and before you got into theater, like were, was there any family dynamic or an event that happened where you're like, that's where I discovered? Or were you always a deep? Well, actually I have very good family dynamics in my in the, in the background. I The love for music was in the family, my grand, grand grandparents. And I remember that I've, I've been told that my grand grandfather was playing violin and my great grandmother was playing the piano. So in the old days, there were no TV, anything. So they were in the evening, they were just playing music. So that was the kind of and always love for the performing world go to the theater to 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 really love music performing and then i think i made I, it was me who actually got to find a way to really take all this on board and build something completely mm -hmm. different in, in a way from from my background in the old days yeah so you're a um What's the word? Not the black sheep, but in a positive way. <laughs> the black sheep in a positive way. I like it. <laughs> I like, like that. Broke through whatever generational stuff that you you made meaning out of it. You like took that and then you made it into something. 
Yes. Yes. I, I think, I think so. I think so. And uh, even more, the more I, I move forward, the more I, I could see how all this can, can really help and can make the difference really in, in helping people to achieve what they want to achieve in really helping them to develop. And I'm, I'm not, I don't have any magic wand in my hands. They already have everything inside. I I'm, I just facilitate the process. I like to say, uh, facilitate the, the process to help them to find the magic that they all have, that we all have inside us. It's just yeah. a matter of discovering it. Sometimes it's very hidden, you know. And and I think that moment when you when you start finding it is revealing, and 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 things can really change in your in your in your path. Yeah. And I almost feel like you were doing that with these entrepreneurs, CEOs and founders by helping them. Of course, there's a whole process to it, but by, by really helping them find wonder. And that leads to creativity, better leadership, expression, you know, emotional spectrum that they could experience and all of those things. Okay. Well, you have some really fun things coming up. You have a workshop in London. And then of course you are going to be in my retreat in uh, Nashville and, um, you help people, um, entrepreneurs, individuals, but entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, um, Get, take their game to the next level. Yeah. Where's the best place that people can find whatever link, um, you know, that we have, like, I know you want to give people an opportunity to meet with you. All of those links we'll put in the show notes. So if you're, if you're listening to this on your Spotify or iTunes, it will be in the show notes section. Uh, and if not, you can always reach out to one of us as well, but tell people where's the best place they can, what, exciting things you have coming up and where's the best place they can find you at? Yes, definitely. So as you mentioned, I will join you in Nashville and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm doing a masterclass where business meets performing about impactful presentation and how to become more impactful in general when we communicate with people, with one of my great colleagues, Chris Coble as well. And it's going to be on the 15th of February, face to face in London. Uh, and of course, I would be very interested to, to get in touch with, with everyone who wants to, uh, to get to know me a little bit more. And they can do that either. I can share a Calendly uh, link so they can book 30 minutes conversation together. And then, of course, visiting and adding, uh, connecting on my LinkedIn profile with my name and my surname is quite unusual. Simone Dowani. There are not that many. It's only me. You cannot get it wrong. <laughs> and on Instagram, as you said, so feel free to send me direct messages and I will be very happy to reply. Definitely. Yes, I would highly recommend that. I would say if you're looking to speak, if you're looking to be a better leader, if you're working with people, if you're in a relationship, I almost feel like if you're a human and you have to deal with other humans, which is literally every single one of us, I would highly recommend sitting down with Simone. Um, we'll put all of those links and obviously his full name in the, in the episode. Also, if you're listening and driving and you can't look it up or you didn't write it down and uh, connect with him and uh, learn from him. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. I look forward to all everything that you're about to do and everything that's going to unfold in Nashville and, of course, moving forward. Oh, yes. And it was great to be here with you, to have this wonderful chat together with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Nashville face-to-face -face again, finally. Yep. 
Finally, exactly. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching or listening this episode of Secret Lives of Expanders. And make sure you stay tuned in for following episodes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.